The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello everyone, this is Phil Golfie with Remax the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show. Hamilton edition with host Rick Zamperin. Yes, and you're listening to 900 CHML. Good Saturday morning to one and all. Thanks for tagging along here on the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton edition. Phil Golfie is a sales representative with Remax's Scarman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And if you want to sell your house, or you're in the market to buy a home, call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That just happens to be the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Instagram, give them a like on Facebook, check them out on X as well. Well, we got uh, some barn burner topics on the show today, including what is happening in Mississauga, where, lo and behold, multiple offers and then some. What a crazy story this is. We'll get to that in a second. But first, Phil, I want to ask you about one of the uh, the most intriguing stories of the past few days, and that was Leon's Furniture looking to build 4,000 <laughs> homes around its headquarters in Toronto. They have a bunch of land there, and they, they're thinking, you know what, we should just develop this land. What do you make of this story? Bingo. I think it's a story that, that suits a lot of those, you know, larger corporations, big box stores. Um, we've seen this happen already with Cadillac Fairview in, in terms of developing their, you know, uh, their malls and, and their uh, real estate into, into residential condos. I mean, let's face it, you know, they understand, we understand that we're in a housing crisis. We need more homes. And uh, what better way for, for these, you know, large corporations and, um, you know, people that, that own real estate to, to develop their business model in terms of, you know, offering residential real estate. I me- I immediately thought, you know, you have Leon's, you know, you don't think. Uh, the Ikeas of the world are, are looking at this or even, you know, the bricks and, and saying, hey, you know, there might be another angle here for us to uh, to develop, you know, our, our properties into, into residential condos and buildings. Like, you know, let's face it, gone are the days of, of the big, you know, the big malls and, and the big box stores where, you know, we saw this happen in terms of, um, you know, office spaces and, and what's going on with, with office spaces throughout, you know, New York City into Toronto into the big metropolitan areas. And and I think we're seeing a lot of transitions happening with, with these big corporations that own, you know, large pieces of real estate. Um, the Hudson Bay Company sold, I believe it was sometime around 2017, 2018 to, to this large, um, you know, r- real estate investor, uh, for billions outside in, in New York City, and and his play on it was was not to buy the Hudson's Bay Company. His play was was specifically to to buy and own all the real estate that that Hudson's Bay had, and and it was a multi billion dollar investment, and 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 you know that's that's what they're doing with it. So there's there's a lot of different plays that that you can you can go with with this, but what what better way, right? I mean, you have the big the big brand of of Leon's and. And and combine it with the real estate and, and develop develop it into you know residential homes or condos. So I'm uh, you know I'm not surprised by this. I think we're going to start seeing this a lot more. Um, it's just you know who, who, whoever owns the real estate or the big real estate players are going to be the big players in, in uh, you know when it when it comes to doing this. But 
I, uh, I, I definitely think this is going to turn a lot of heads and get the attention of a lot of people. And, and, you know, I, 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 I can see, you know, in the future, there's going to be a lot more companies taking a look at this, this style of development and, and, uh, considering doing it for themselves. So good on Leon's, right. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a need there and, uh, and guess what, what better way to build your own customer base, just right around your headquarters. And, you know, (laughs) they can come shopping for their furniture too. That's what I thought of. I, I found this intriguing on a number of fronts. Number one, if there was any a time for outside the box, we got to build homes any way we can. Now is the time. We have such a severe shortage in doing so. Part of that is rezoning. And apparently Leon's is going to work with the city of Toronto. And this is going to be located basically where the, the highways 401 and 400 kind of uh, intersect. And phase one will be building this new headquarters. Phase two is going to be building these 4,000 homes. But this is what I also thought of is the Costco's of the world. It's the Walmart's of the world, Loblaw, Sobeys, you name it. You, you identified some of them as well. Why don't they go to governments and say, this is our plan. We want to build, I don't know, six-story condos at our current locations. You have a built-in customer base and you're filling the gap in terms of housing. I think now is the time to strike. Exactly. You, you hit the nail on the head. There, you know, when, when it comes, it's crazy to think, but when you think of Canada, um, you know, we're, we're one of the largest countries in the world with the, with the most amount of land. But when, once you add on to our zoning provisions and our green belts and our, and all our laws when it comes to trying to develop real estate of any kind, not just residential, industrial, commercial, et cetera, you would think that we would not have a land problem. Or you would think that we wouldn't have a developing problem, but but we do, right? So, you know, within the parameters and, and understanding how, you know, how do we solve this problem given the parameters that we have? And, and, and let's keep in mind, you know, our, our entire population wants to live, you know, you know, in the exact same place. So it's it's how can we use our current land today, right now as we have it, build more homes and and, and create more housing for people that, that are looking for it. You know, and, and, and this is one of the ways that, that it's going to be done. And I, you know, this is, we, we've talked about this before when, when, you know, when it was like the peak of COVID and everyone was going to work from home and office buildings were 40, 50, 60% empty. I remember sitting here on the show talking about how, you know, these, these um, landlords in terms of office, you know, office landlords are going to have to get creative and start to turn their, their office buildings into housing. Now that pendulum has swung the other way a little bit as we start to see people get back into the office and start working, uh, working from the office again, or even some type of hybrid uh, situation. But we're starting to see, you know, how else, and, and, and the companies that do it and get it right are going to create, you know, some, you know, substantial upside for their for their shareholders and stakeholders and and it's going to be a, an entire new business plan for them so so good on them but but yeah Loblaws and so like you know these other big companies and corporations that own tons of real estate you know why not right like you know you you already have one of the hardest things to get and and, and like i said that's that's real estate they're you know, their cost on it is probably relatively low in comparison to getting into the market today since they've owned, you know, owned it for the last 40, 50, 60 years. And, um, and, and, and why wouldn't you make another play on it and, and work with, you know, work with the municipal federal governments to be able to, to, to provide housing. And, and guess what? The, the, you know, these companies are going to continue to grow and, and make millions on millions of dollars. And, and, but, but, but like I said, if you, if you can provide a need that's, you know, essential for, for us and, and, and help, you know, help the Ontario government get out of their problem and help them achieve their goals of, of building more homes, then, 
Away you go, right? We Good also, on them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I applaud Leon's for doing what they're doing. And I think more this could be the start of something big with other companies. And we've just listed a few of them to say, hey, let's do this too. And we have a local example here in Hamilton. You mentioned Cadillac Fairview up at Lime Ridge Mall. They're already in the process of building uh, some condo apartment units for people to live in. And I mean, it's zoned commercial. It, it was, it sounded like it was relatively easy to say, Hey, can we wedge in some residential zoning for these, um, these condos that we're building? It's, it's, it's a win-win. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. And it would be a great living environment, right? Yeah. Like th- these big malls are going to have to do something just because of, of, you know, you walk through a mall today, it, it's kind of dull and boring and, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get people out into the malls and some of those stores are, are, are really struggling. And, and if it wasn't for their online presence, they, they, they wouldn't be there. Let's face it. Right. So with, with everyone shopping online they they have to, they have to transition out of just being a big mall and having big box stores and so on. There has to be a different draw into these malls the 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 whole experience of going to the mall and getting out just has to be a lot more attractive than what it is right now and if you can create you know this kind of little metro hub um you know tie in tie in transit maybe train you know whatever you got to get super creative or or you you know you're going to start seeing boards on the walls and and wallpaper put up in in terms of uh you know leases not being fulfilled and and uh, the mall's just going to dry up. So I, 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 you know, I think this is a good direction to go. It provides housing, and and it's going to create, you know, a, a new hub, a, a new exciting environment uh, for people to live and and people to to work and play. And and I think it's a it's a great direction for for these, you know, for these people in terms of converting their their real estate over into, you know, having that really good mix of of residential commercial. Yeah, Cadillac Fairview has the perfect plan, I think, at Lime Ridge because not only you have the mall, you have your 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 retail setting or your commercial developments. You have the HSR Transit Hub is at Lime Ridge. You right. have the link right there, so easy access to the highway. It is a perfect setting. I mean, they they really hit the nail on the head. But let me ask you this on this on this Leon's example. Leon's is is not going to build these homes, right? Like they need a partner. They need developers to say, okay, I'm in on this. Yeah, exactly. They'll they'll team up with one of the largest developers and, and builders in the area. And, and and just because they 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 don't have that side of, of their business figured out. So they'll they'll team up with with uh and, and but but I, I would assume that we they would still brand it under under the Leon's name instead yeah. of giving it off to like a Madame or or you know one of those big developers. Perhaps they might do it and, and build it, but I think it would still be done under the Leon's name, which which has a great reputation and a really recognizable name mm-hmm. um, that that people would would recognize right away. So, you know, it's um yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm 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 excited to see what you know what the plan is and how many years away they are from from actually achieving this goal. Um, but but it's going to be exciting to follow. And like I said, Rick, this this is going to turn the heads of a lot of other you know executives of other companies and and you know get their attention and seeing how they can they can capitalize on this style of investment and and this style of of uh, development. So. It, 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 I, I think it's a win-win-win for everyone involved, and and like I said, it's it's um you know going to be a a multi-multi-million dollar investment, and uh and and they're happy to be doing so. I think another location, at least locally, that would be primed to do this, and maybe the thought process or the planning is already there, and that would be Eastgate Square, which is on the one side of the future LRT. I think that would be a magical place to set up. It's already got the big box component to it. Set up some high-rise condos, and away you go. Um, we got lots more to talk about on the show today. Today, including when we come back this is just a, a an amazing story 
And it's based on a Mississauga where a home was sold and it sold for well over the listing price because of so many offers that came in. And, and on the note of building new housing, there's some new money that is going to be earmarked for universities and colleges in this country. Find out what they are going to get and what they'll do with that cash when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Phil Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team, the number one Remax team in Canada. Call them today if you want to get your house sold or you're in the market to buy a house. The phone number is 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. Follow them on Instagram, give them a like on Facebook, check them out on Threads and X and TikTok as well. And for an instant home estimates, go to golfyhomevalue.com, throw in some digits and have a pretty good idea of what your home could go for on the open market. Also, you can email your question or topic idea to the Golfy team. The email address, questions at robgolfy.com. We do have a listener question that we're going to get to a little later on in the program. It's a really interesting question as well. So, Phil, let's travel down the road to Mississauga because there is a very interesting scenario that's played out there where a home was listed for $749,000 and sold for way more because of so many offers. Tell us about it. Yeah, so so this one caught the attention of, of everyone, everyone in the real estate industry, the agents, the people that are in the market right now looking um, in terms of what's going on. So so here's what happened. There was this property located at 3479 Longleaf Court, okay? It was listed for $749,000 and sold for $999,999, okay? Now, now, unbelievable, it received over 85 offers on this property. Now, now, could you, yeah, could you imagine, and there's a, there's a bunch of different layers here that, that we're going to kind of peel back and, and get into, but, but the first thing, first things first, this, this is not a situation where, where somebody put up a property and was surprised. This was was a direct pricing strategy to achieve exactly what they achieved and get what exactly what they got. Now, now I I disagree with with this. Obviously, they they achieved their ultimate goal in terms of getting getting you know in in the article they said that the property is probably worth around nine thirty nine forty and and they ended up overachieving and getting getting a, a higher number than that. But can you imagine the mayhem on this street for, for whatever it was, the five, the seven days it was listed for sale? I saw pictures. I saw videos, the lineups in the house, people coming in and out. Um, it was just, you know, I, I couldn't imagine for the for the neighbors, um, you know, people kind of walking through gardens and walking across lawns and, and finding parking and, and so on. It, it just... It just would have been absolutely mayhem in terms. It, it, it was like it was probably like a seven-day-long open house with hundreds and hundreds of people coming in and out. Hmm. Sure, that's what you want to achieve, but I, 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 I don't think this is the way to go about it. 
keep in mind, this property was just bought in 2017 for somewhere near the asking price, what they were asking for today. Oh, wow. So I, 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 I just think there's a different way to go about and, and, and do it. I think the, the 750 or $49,000 asking price was, was a little absurd for a lack of better terms. I, there's a way to achieve this and, and there's a, there's a specific way to do it. I think they went too low in terms of the asking price. The, the first, you know what I mean? 85 offers, you, you, you would still achieve your, your ultimate sale goal. Even if you were to receive 25, 20 offers, right? I, I couldn't imagine, you know, the, the, the activity in terms of dealing with the inquiries, dealing with the offers, going back and forth, the agents, um, for, for 85 offers. And, and, and let's face like, you know, it, it's such a crapshoot, even if there's 10 or, or 15 offers in, in on a property, I couldn't imagine, um, <laughs> 85. So I, I, I just, I just think, you know, there's, the, the, there's a way to do it. I, in terms of, you know, doing the pricing strategy, going low, a little bit less than market value, and then achieving that, that over asking goal and, and getting what you want in terms of a firm offer competition and a bidding war. I just think that, you know, they could have hurt themselves um, by going too low. And, and very similarly to, you know, Rick, we talked about the $1 listings and, and it's, yeah. it's a sim, you know, a similar, similar style strategy. Um, I just think, a, you know, a, a better asking price would have been closer to maybe an eight, like an 849 or, or an 899 just to try and achieve that, that competition and, and get that number. But the, 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 you know, I just couldn't imagine the amount of, tra- I, I mean, I, I've dealt with multiple offers before and, you know, just the, the back and forth on 20 offers is, is, you know, remarkable. I couldn't imagine, you know, 85 offers. So <laughs> really, really interesting. Now, the second layer I wanted to get into is I've seen a ton of posts where people are saying and, and realtors alike and, and so on. It's, you know, get into the market now, you know, the market's back. It's, it's, you know, it's heating up again. We're back into multiple offers and, you know, it, it that is going to get sellers excited. Sure. But that's going to give these buyers like that, you know, anyone out there looking right now and, and give them that, that anxiety of like the fear of missing out. It's, you know, and just in just starting to talk about the market, yeah, our market our market is starting to heat up. And 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 you know, I I wasn't on the show last week, but I'm sure you and Rob talked about it. We're starting to see a lot more interest, a lot more buyers out, a lot more people coming to the party. Um, in in regard to this, now if they listed at at seven forty nine, and guess what, they only got four offers or five offers, and they couldn't even achieve their 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 price of you know what their goal was, then yeah, I I, I you know that's another concern in terms of what could happen. But we had this property on Hamilton Mountain and it was listed last year. And, and, and this is, I wanted to bring this on the show. As soon as it happened, I'm like, I'm going to talk about this on the radio sh- show this week. So we had, a, we had it listed last year and it's a, it's a, it's a 17, 1800 square foot, two bedroom bungalow on Hamilton Mountain. We had it listed at the exact same price last year, 839,000. We're on the market for about three months, four months. We got activity, we got offers, um, and, and we ended up selling condi- conditional on sale of property last year. Now the, the person who had bought it did not sell their house. So, so the sellers, our sellers just said, you know what, we're going to take it off the market um, and, and sit and wait. And we're going to wait until, you know, next year, which is now, right? So fast forward to, to, to last week, we put this house back up on the market for the exact same price, $839,000. We had a firm offer over asking, for $855,000 and it sold firm huh. in a day. Wow. Okay. So, so in terms of 
you know, comparing apples to apples, comparing market to market. That's what we're experiencing right now. That is a perfect indicator in terms of what's going on in our market. And that's going to be happening a lot. A lot of people that didn't sell last year, um, perhaps they, they tried on the market, they didn't sell. Um, and, and guess what? They're going to say, okay, you know what? We're going to wait for the spring of 2024. Those people are starting to come back up too, right? And, and I just listed a property in Fawn Hill. They were on the market for over 500 days, over a year and a half, hmm. you know, two years ago, 2020, 2022 into 2023. We're coming back up on the market this week. And in and, and my prediction, we're, our, our asking price is not that much different. My prediction, this property will sell. So we're, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. There's a lot more excitement in terms of what's going on in the market. I think right now, if you're a seller and you're, you're selling in this market, you have like a four to six week window to really capitalize on, on this market. And, and it's going to come quick and it's going to go quick. And we, we see this happen a lot. And, and we don't want to see people say, I miss the market. We hear that so much, uh, you know, when, when we're meeting sellers, it's, I miss the market. I miss the market. These next four to six weeks right now are, are going to be crucial in terms of understanding where our market's going to go a lot, you know, and, and, and we haven't even started to bring in the potential rate uh, announcement, which, which, you know, all speculation points towards them, them decreasing. So once you add that into, into, into this market, you know, it, it's going to be so interesting to see where we go as a market, but I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm talking to mortgage brokers. I'm talking to other realtors. I'm looking at our stats. I'm looking at, you know, neighborhood stats, open house activity, showing activity. Everything is pointing toward the direction of this market being a really, really strong, uh, spring market. And if you're a seller right now that that's considering selling, don't miss it. I'm, um, uh, I got, I got another story, actually friends of the show, uh, mm-hmm. their names are Ken and Ken and Helen. Okay. And, uh, I met back with them in, in 2021, late 2020, early 2021. And they were just starting to get ready, get ready for, you know, get ready to list. And, you know, ultimately they had a goal of, of moving and, and, um, and so, you know, I, I, I stayed in touch with them for the last the last two years. And, you know, I, I met them again and, and they said, Phil, we're, you know, we're, we're ready to go. We want to put our house up for sale. What do you think? And I said, guys, go now, right? Get ready to go now. And the reason being is uh, inventory, in my opinion, is going to climb uh, rapidly. And, and like I said, in very, very soon here. So I, I, I explained to them, it's, if you want to sell your house and you want to try and get the most amount of money, you want to be up on the market as, as maybe one or two other houses in your neighborhood. But when you're competing against five, six, seven, eight houses in your neighborhood or, or in your area that are all similar, similarly priced to you, it's going to be very difficult to get, to get that super high asking price that you, you want and you want to command it. You want to carry over into your next move. I always say just when you're selling, you, you want to be the one, you want to be the best show in town. You want to be the most attractive. You want everybody to be looking at your house. And you have, you have about a 10 to kind of 17 day period to do that. But as soon as you get, you know, you're sitting on the market longer, you get stale, other, other new listings are coming up and then you kind of lose that attraction. So it, it's very important if, if you're considering listing now, I, I, I truly think you, you, you know, you're going to have kind of a three to four, four to six week window here 
where, where the market's going to be really good for you. And I think you, you, you can, uh, you can do very well. And I, you know, a couple of my recent examples, which we highlighted, you know, the one in Mississauga is a great, a great selling price. They got a lot more than what they were looking for. And the one on Hamilton mountain and I just, that I just talked about is another perfect example of, of what's going on in our market today. Given the scenario that you were just speaking of with right now, low inventory, at least lower than what it's going to be in the next few weeks. Are you able to push the price a little bit or are people, can people stomach that? Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you for sure. But when it comes to pricing is, is, is you want to make your house attractive, right? And you know, so, you know, if somebody just listened to what I said, maybe their, their inclination was, Oh, you know, let's list higher or let's list, you know, let's, let's pull more money and see if we can get it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I get that part, but it's, it's making your house attractive to get buyers in the door, you know, and, and, and I always go back and forth with this, with my dad. And when we talk about it, the buyer today is, is so much more well-educated than the buyer, you know, 10, 15 years ago, yeah. the buyer today will know exact, you know, knows exactly where prices are, knows exactly where they want to be in terms of a price. And if you don't, you know, they'll, they'll see your price, they'll see your listing. Cause everyone's looking at listings. Everyone sees it. And if it's not enough to get them inside the door, you, you, you're, you're, you're not even close before the buyer, you know, like I said, 10, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, would, would see the price, but they would still come and show up and see your, see your value and see the house. Now today that, you know, there's so much information available online. The pictures are high definition. We got 3d virtual tours. We got the drone tour. We got the videos, the, the buyer, the buyer can, can see it all from, you know, from, from comfort of their own home. There's no need for them to come into your house and, and view it. You have to get them in with an attractive price and, and try and, and, and close on them when, when they do come. But if you're not getting showings and, and you're trying, your price isn't attractive, you're not going to get viewings and you're not, you know, you're, you're not going to get people in the door. So, you know, part of our strategy is, you know, pricing strategies, you have to make it attractive and use the information available to you. Uh, you know, use the, the recent solds, use the, the market information that, that we talk about on the show every single week um, and, and use that to your advantage to properly price your home. Pricing is so, so important, especially in today's market. Um, and, and last year we, we saw it, right? Like, or, or two years ago, you know, we went through that crazy hot 2022 market and, and people were still overpricing in one of the hottest markets we've ever seen in real estate. Like, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, pricing is so important today. And, uh, and, and, and like I said, we, you know, we're, we're happy to help you if you're considering, you know, selling your home today in today's market or want to know what, you know, what, what you can get, um, you know, give us a call and we would be happy to help. It's, it's my, my appointments, Rick have been stacked. It's been back to back to back every single day. I feel like sometimes I get home at night and I don't, I don't have a voice because I'm just, <laughs> I'm just talking all day and, and I lose my voice. But, but this is what's going on right now is people want to know how much their house is worth. And, uh, people are, you know, people, a lot of people sat on their hands and said, you know what, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to sell. I'm going to wait until the market gets better. And, and it feels like it's, you know, that time's come and, and the market's starting to pick up. So it's a really good sign. Get the Golfy team working for you. You'll be calling the number one REMAX team in Canada, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. I just wanted to go back to the Mississauga house. Again, this is a home that was listed for 749 in Mississauga, sold for 999 
999, just under a million bucks, 250 <laughs> over asking after 85 offers came in. And I was intrigued by what the realtor who was listing the property, selling the property had to say. Quote, you're looking at a low inventory market, which you just kind of pointed to. I knew we would be in a multi-offer situation, but I don't know that anyone anticipated 85. It's a strategy. There are no rules against underpricing a property, which all makes sense. But he went on to say that 80% of the offers were nowhere close to being in the running, which speaks to me that, and we got about a minute to chew on this, that this was a lot of work for the result they (laughs) ultimately got. Yeah, and that's what I mean is, is if you priced it at $849,000, like I suggested earlier in, in the segment, you you wouldn't have gotten those 80% of the offers. You'd be working with the top 20%. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's, that was exactly what my point is. is it, I think if, I, if this was my listing just really quickly and this started, all this activity started coming in, I probably would have raised the price to 850000 halfway through the listing mm-hmm. just, to, just to avoid, you know what I mean? It, it's not fair... It, it's not it's not fair to other realtors it's not fair to other other you know potential buying parties to it's it's almost like a bait and switch type of situation and you know you know we get a lot of flack as it is rick you know the realtor the real estate industry takes a beating i see it all all the time online you know people are not happy with the style of of offering this this just kind of adds to it yeah, I agree. This was uh, uh, working um, smarter, not harder, did not fall into this category for <laughs> sure. That was a lot of hard work for for no reason at all. When we come back, we have a listener question that has come in, and it's a really intriguing one. We'll get to that next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined by Phil Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. You'll be calling the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And head over to their TikTok or Instagram feeds, Facebook threads, and X as well. So interesting listener question came in, and you too can email your questions to questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address, questions at robgolfie.com. And here is a, a very interesting question. Hi there. I'm so indecisive and hoping you may give me some much needed advice. I'm going to be putting my home on the market this spring. I have debt, small mortgage included, that I will be paying off. I do have significant equity also. Do I rent and invest or do I buy without a mortgage? Pros and cons, please. It's just me and my pets as my kids are grown. It's a great question. Phil, what do you think? What a what a great question. And I think there's a lot of people out there listening right now that can relate to this on, on many different levels. Um, and, and this is, you know, one of the main questions when, when people start to call in and, 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 you know, ask for our opinion, ask for our advice. This is, this is, you know, right up there with, with commonly the most asked questions. So, um, you know, renting, rent, and, and one thing that I'm happy that sh- this person didn't consider is, is a reverse mortgage because I don't, I don't believe in those. And I think they're terrible for, um, in terms of a, a long-term, you know, financial plan and money plan. Um, 
So, you know, there, there's still some missing variables here, right? Um, in terms of that, that, that I would like to know is, is number one, where do you live? How much is your house worth? Uh, is this person in a big, you know, two-story home that, that's too big for them and, and um, you know, wants to downsize? You know, are they moving from the GTA and, and, and would, would want to move, you know, somewhere toward Niagara and um, be able to exhaust that amount of money out of their, their, their property? But let's just, you know, touch on the, you know, the, the, the pros and cons sort of thing. So mm-hmm. renting and investing. So this would, this would be selling your property, um, going to rent something else, and then investing the funds with, with this, uh, the proceeds of funds from the sale and, and, and having those to to uh, to invest in. So obviously you have the flexibility to move, the the opportunity to invest all that equity, which which hopefully you know you're getting a dividend payment or a payment every month, or that 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 investment's growing. And then and then you know this is what a lot of people want is they don't they don't want the maintenance and the property taxes of of their home. Um and and, and but the but the cons are. You know, when you when you are renting, you're not building that equity, right? It's it, you know, think about somebody if they if they sold in 2019 or 2020, and and they've been renting for the last four years. Our market's gone up 30, 40 percent in comparison, and 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 that person would have lost out on 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 all that equity that they would have had if they would own a, own a property. So that's you know that that that's the con, and then and then obviously you get into you know. The, the the rising rental costs, whereas you know the the landlord can increase your rent by by a certain percentage every single year, and then also you know what happens if your landlord wants to wants to sell the property, and then all of a sudden you get uprooted and you got to go find some you know some some place else, and you know that's not very fun, right? And then you know buying without a mortgage, and you know obviously you get to go buy a property, you get the benefits of of price appreciation value, um, but but you don't get that investment equity, you know, you, you, your, your, your money, your money isn't growing and then you have the cost of the maintenance. So it's, it's, it's a really, you know, it's a, it's a big difficult conundrum in terms of what's going on right now. One of my tenants, um, she's such a kind lady. She's one of my tenants. She moved into my condo, the condo where the, the condo I bought as my first, first investment property. She was in the same situation. And so what she did is she owned a bungalow in Lower Stony Creek and, and lived there for a very long time. She, uh, she lost her husband and, and it was just became too much maintenance for her on her own. Um, the property, you know, in terms of the, just the main, the small little details in terms of upkeep was kind of, you know, by the wayside and she wasn't able to, to upkeep the property. And then she just wasn't using it to its full potential, right? It, it was a lot of space, um, a lot of maintenance and so on. And so what happened was, she she ended up selling her bungalow in Lower Stony Creek, and she ended up renting my condo, um, which was a which which was a you know a, you know for her at the time was was you know she, she was nervous, she was anxious, she she didn't know if the if the move would be right for her, and then she 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 loves every second of it. She and, and keep in mind, I made the commitment to her. I said I will not sell this place for as long as you live here. And I, I, I made that commitment to her up front and I said, I, I, I promise, I promise you, I'm not going to sell it. She's been there for four years now <laughs> and, and it's been a great, you know, landlord tenant relationship. Um, she, she's made friends with all my old neighbors, which were on my floor. She, she, um, she gets to enjoy the social nights that the condominium has. She has absolutely no maintenance. She, she goes up North, uh, to a cottage every so often and doesn't have to, you know, worry about her house at home and just locks the door and goes. So every situation is so, so different. 
Um, but but for her for for her particular situation in terms of the one that I'm referring to, it's worked out un incredibly. She's got her investments into her bank and she has her financial advisor and then she pays, you know, she pays me rent and, and it's been she's been able to kind of maintain and live, live the same lifestyle in terms of going on trips and vacations and, and enjoying that that part of her, her retirement. Um whereas you know, some people want to stay in the same house or they want to stay in the same neighborhood. And, um, it's just, it's just hard to kind of find those opportunities and, and, and do that. So it's, you know, if you were to go ask, you know, uh, 10 different realtors or financial planners or advisors, I think you would get 10 different opinions. But <laughs> like I said, there's so many missing variables here in this, in this exact situation, which, you know, understanding the house costs and, and where you're located and how big the house is and, um, and, and, and then just where, where you want to go. And if, if you want to stay in the same neighborhood, well, what does that look like in terms of those costs? So I, I hope I tried to answer the, the best I can. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you know, there's every situation is, is, you know, will have a right or wrong answer. It just, it just depends on those missing variables and in terms of what we need to know. I do have a question off the question. We'll get to that next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Phil Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. If you want to sell your house or you want to buy a home, call the number one Remax team in Canada. That is the Golfy team, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. So before the break, Phil, we uh, asked and you answered the question from this listener, basically saying, uh, I have this house. I want to be putting it on the market. I have some debts, you know, small mortgage included that I'm going to be paying off and has significant equity. Do I rent and invest or do I buy without a mortgage? And uh, this person wanted the pros and the cons. Here's the question that I have. When this person eventually, and hopefully this is not for a long time, but when this person eventually dies, let's say it's in 20 years and the house is left to the kids can uh, given where we are with house prices and they basically double every 10 years would one of the pros be stay in the home or 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 uh you know d- don't rent and and invest uh get an or get a new home without a mortgage and then the kids are going to benefit from the inheritance of the sale of this home would that be a factor as well big time i mean i mean yeah, if you're if you're looking at this situation and 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 trying to exhaust every every penny out of it, I mean, I I always I believe in home ownership. I'm an optimist. I'm a real estate investor. Um, you know, I I I believe in real estate. I think prices are going to continue to go up over the course of 10, 15, 20 years. I I I really do. So one that and that's one of the biggest advantages of of owning a home is the the price appreciation growth available to it. And it's, you know, I, and that's what I said off the top is, you know, a reverse mortgage would, would take all that equity out yeah. and, and would, the equity would then dry up. And that's what we see is, is, is people want to stay in their homes. So they go out and get these reverse mortgages. And then, you know, when they do pass away or, or by the time they do, all of a sudden the kids show up and say, okay, well, you know, let's, let's, you know, dispose of this asset and hopefully we, 
you know, there's, there's our inheritance, but then there's nothing left because the, the reverse mortgage has compounded re- reversely hmm. against the equity in the property. And, and, and now there's, there's no money left in the house. So it's, it's, it, but it, but it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, you know, maybe sometimes a family, like it's, it's very difficult to stay in your home, have all the maintenance costs, and then want to live this lifestyle that you, you, you dreamed of living into your retirement. I mean, the cost of living is just so much is substantial um, in, in trying to stay in and maintain your own home. So they're, they're, every situation is different. I, I always say, if, if, you know, I, I walk into, you know, these houses all the time and it's a big two story, two and a half story. And, and um, you know, the owners are empty nesters. It's like, you know, wh- what are you doing with all this space? Like you're, you're paying property tax on it. It's costing you a lot to maintain it. And if you were to update it, you know, to update a, a 3,000 square foot house is a lot different than updating a, a 1,200 square foot bungalow, right? The, mm-hmm. the costs are just substantial. So, you know, I always, I'm, I'm always the advocate of make your, make your move sooner, right? Like make it, make it earlier. Don't, don't do it later into your old age when, when the house is, has been, for lack of better terms, let go when, um, you know, it's been, it's, it's, it's too hard for you to move, move, move when you're ready, move, move earlier. And, and, you know, that's what, that's what my parents did. And, you know, we grew up in a, in a large two and a half story home. And, and as soon as we, we were kind of on our way out, they moved down and in, in, in downsides into a, you know, a little bungalow, 1400 square foot bungalow. And I think, you know, my dad's alluded to before on the show, he, he, he's really happy with his move and, and how that turned out for him. And, and I always say, um, you know, make, make that move when, when, you know, much earlier when, when you're still able to, in comparison to, to waiting too long and, until it's too late. Um, and, and there's a lot of people in that, in those situations, but it's just, you know, the house is, you know, where your, where your kids grew up, it's where your grandkids come to visit. It's, it's, you know, so it's just, it's, it's just what you're, what you're comfortable with. Also from a health perspective too, the younger you can do so, the more advantageous it is because it's uh, much easier moving when you're younger than older. That is for sure. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And don't forget, if you want to sell your house or you want to buy a home, you got to call the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfy team, 905-575-77. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. Thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.